Hello historians, happy Wednesday and welcome back to A Daily Slice of History. I'm your host, Sean Cavanaugh. There are no announcements today, so let's get to the history. On this day in 1915, the first tank was produced. I shouldn't even have to state how monumental this day is. If one even thinks of armed forces, usually images of tanks come to mind. With that, let's delve into the exciting history of tanks. The first idea for the concept of tanks came during the First World War. The British realized that the trench warfare style quickly led to a stalemate. Soldiers could barely get to the enemy's trench without being mowed down by machine gun nests. The British needed some way to punch through the trench line. Thus, during a meeting of the Interdepartmental Conference, the idea of a tank was proposed. This idea was presented to Winston Churchill, who was only the first Lord of Admiralty at this point. Churchill loved the idea and immediately put together a committee to oversee the production of this new wartime vehicle. At this time, the tank was called a landship, as it was an armored ship on land. Work began on this project with the utmost secrecy. The British could not allow any news of this project to leak to the enemy. Thus, the workers who manufactured the prototype tank were told that they were designing vehicles to carry water on the battlefield. Reportedly, the prototype vehicles were shipped in containers labeled tank. Thus, the tank got its name. Unfortunately for Churchill, however, the tank prototype was a flop. It was extremely slow, overheated, and couldn't cross trenches, the thing it was designed to do. Despite the lack of success, more prototypes were made, hoping to improve the concept. Finally, the tanks were deployed by the First Battle of the Somme in 1916. The Germans, having never seen tanks before, were rightfully scared. However, these tanks were still just as unreliable as the first prototypes, but were making progress. As subsequent improvements of the tank were made, they proceeded to capture more enemies and more enemy territory. Some other nations would follow the lead of the British and develop their own tanks. The French developed their own light tank and produced about 3,000 by the war's end. This tank was unique as it had a 360-degree rotation turret and the engine was in the back of the vehicle. As for the Germans' tank corps, they were mainly consisted of captured British tanks. There were plans for more tanks to be made, but the war ended before that could happen. At the end of the First World War, while tanks had notorious reliability problems, many saw how they would be the future of warfare. So after the war, even with no conflicts, more development on the tank proceeded. By the dawn of the Second World War, tanks were a major part of tactical planning. This development of the concept of a tank would continue much into the 21st century before slowing down. Even with tank combat taking a reduced role in this current era, tanks are still invaluable to militaries worldwide. Incredibly, something integral to armies was developed from just a meeting of men brainstorming in London. Well, that wraps it up for today, historians. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as I know I did. Either way, thank you for listening and have a good Wednesday.